Warning, this podcast contains adult language, mature situations, personal opinions, debate on future storylines, and potential spoilers. Listener discretion is advised. Spirekin Television Tuesday, Episode 3. So, ironically, this is the third time we recorded this, so let's see what happens. Hello, everyone, and welcome to another episode of Spirekin's Television Tuesday, the podcast where we talk about recent and new episodes that came out this week on television shows that we've seen this week. And you can find any of our earlier episodes at www.spirekin.com. Yes, we've been kind of sticking to two shows right now. When new stuff comes out, we will talk about more stuff, but I think that two is a good point for us to stick at. Do you agree? Yes. But yes, you can check out any of our episodes at Spirekin.com. We also have our movie review, our game review, our anime review, our manga review, and various other podcasts. Also, we're on Spotify, Stitcher, YouTube, Facebook, Twitter, Tumblr, Instagram, and some other stuff, I believe, right? Yes. So let's get on with it, shall we? Because it's actually been a pretty exciting week. Because we've had two cool shows that happened that we're talking about. Now, the first one is... Oh, before I forget, we cannot forget that all of our spoilers will be after the end credits. So we're not going to spoil anything crazy. Right? Until after the end credits. And then we'll talk about all the spoiler stuff. So the first one we're going to be talking about is the second episode of the Arrowverses or CW's Stargirl. Which you can watch on DC Universe or CW. Ah, yes. Yes. And this is the second episode. I was going to say television. It is on television. Or you can watch it on Roku. Or you can watch it as we watched it on DVR. And the second episode is entitled S-T-R-I-P-E. Stripey. But this was uh, directed by Greg Beeman, the infamous awesome director who's worked in the TV world for a long time. It was written by Jeff Johns again. And this originally released on May 25th, 2020, but we watched it on May 26th because it's being released simultaneously, kind of simultaneously, but not really. First, it's going to be on DC Universe, and that's going to be released on... CW. But an interesting fact, certain scenes that are in the DC Universe episodes are not on... CW. Which we found out afterwards, because there's actually kind of important, pivotal scene that's in the episode. That's on the DC one, but not on the CW one. It's a little bit of an important piece. It kind of explains some things and also sets up stuff for later. However, so in the last episode, Courtney, our main character, got the cosmic wand and she decided that she was going to become star girl well not yet she's not star girl yet but she's gonna become star girl because she may be related to Starman. that might be her dad and she ends up fighting one of his former villains brainwave brainwave at the end of the episode she is kind of rescued by a giant robot that's actually pat her step- it's like a huge transformer her stepdad and actually he's been working on this for years and he said this is the first time i took this out i built it so i could help our man out And we actually find out that our man survived. He didn't get killed in the battle that started this whole series up. He survived. So him and his wife have been researching and trying to find the Injustice Society of America, who are the arch nemesis of the JSA. And when our man, a.k.a. Rex, reached Blue Valley, him and his wife were killed in a car crash. Weird, right? Crazy. So Pat went there to investigate what happened, and then he met... Courtney's mom and well romance so he saves a day he tells her a little bit about what's going on and tells her you can't do this she's like I'll fight him I'm a superhero and she's like no you're a kid 
Yeah, he, she doesn't really understand the ramifications of you could die. And he says the last time that they fought, they killed all my friends. And she's like, well, okay, okay, they're going to kill me. I can do this. I can deal with this. And she's you know, gonna, like a typical teenager. Like, I'm invincible. No one can hurt me. And she's going to seek out Brainwave and use the staff. But first, because he could kill the family, she's going to make a costume. So she takes Starman's old costume and proceeds to break into the school home ec room and use 10 sewing machines to fix the costume. Now, Yeah, she basically started out at one. It broke. Started eating, trying to eat the fabric. Moved over because the fabric's so tough. Right? She broke a pair of scissors. She ends up trashing the home ec room. All the machines have smoke coming out of it. And it's not. It's, it's kind of crazy. And while this is going on, also, you have uh, Pat is trying to investigate a little bit, but he's also testing out his giant robot, and it's trying to fix it. Every time he tries to fix it, well, goes kind of haywire a little bit, right? Right. Like he tries doing the rocket punch, the arm falls down, and every time he hits the rocket punch and something else happens. So he has to fix the bugs. Also, he decides to join the local gym called Get Ripped. Or the Ripping Palace, which is run by Crusher, who is a sportsmaster, one of the Injustice Society. And he actually is pretty cool about it. He's like, hey, so what are you doing here? Don't bring that food in here. He's like, well, I want to lose some weight. He's like, what do you want to do? I want to get ripped. No, no, no. Say it out loud. I want to get it. He wants to get ripped. And then he's being actually a pretty good sports coach. Or uh, you think he's a good coach for uh, exercising? I think he's a good psycho workout guy. Like, he's all about the lifestyle, clean eating, you know, drink lots of water, work out super hard, get ripped. Because they're not saying get jacked. It's get ripped. Right. Because for some reason he's a crazy person. And it pretty much leads up to Brainwave trying to find out where she is. It becomes a cat and mouse game. Eventually there's a confrontation at the ending. and And then at the end of it, stuff happens and she officially reveals herself as Stargirl. Bumpin' it down. I feel like you gotta say bumpin' it down every time you see Stargirl. Yeah. And I gotta say that this first episode, the second episode, sets up a lot of things. Also, it's not as good as the first episode, in my opinion. It feels like more setup. There's definitely tension between her and Pat, but it's like, you're not my stepdad. But then they're like pals when she's trying to find out more about who she thinks was her father and how the staff works and all this. So, it feels like, I feel like there's something disjointed between her working with Pat when she figures out that the staff chose her and then her interacting with Pat when her mom's around or right behind her mom's back. Because she hates Pat. Let's be honest. She hates he's him. he's stepdad. And it's not his fault that all the things happen. And she no, he's do- a nice guy. And she doesn't want to listen to him. I mean, the but only... But she's also a teenage girl the... and this is her stepdad. The only time she respects him is when he straight up says, listen, you're staying here, you protect your mom. If I don't come back, tell her I loved her, get the, get the hell out of this town. Because I think that is the moment when she realized, this guy cares about my mom. Right. But she really doesn't care about it, and she comes across... But she also is like, the mom doesn't know anything about this. So, Pat is hiding this from his... His wife. Wife. Her mom. So they're, they both have a secret that the mom doesn't know about. But then I would be, if I were her, I'd be torn like, what the hell? My mom doesn't know. Like, you have secrets from her. 
but he's a sidekick for a superhero and that's his whole thing he's supposed to do that but she's just comes across courtney is not like like she's it seems like there's teenage angsty stuff when it's convenient for her to be teenage and angsty like when you watch supergirl the first season of supergirl she's hopeful and you like her i honestly like i'm very torn because there are scenes when courtney you kind of like her but for the most part i don't like her she's coming across very just i mean i get it i want her to be good i really do because because luke wilson but she's kind of like a hormonal teenage girl but luke wilson is doing such a great job as pat and also the He's like the ideal stepfather. Yeah, and the Injustice Society actors are doing great. They're all doing excellent jobs in this role. It's just, she is, I don't know if she's just like debating about, should I dial this to 11 or not? She seems like she's still finding her groove as the character. I think she's good as Stargirl, and I do like her doing flips and things, but something about her is not... Yeah, it's convenient that she was a gymnast star... Yeah, and just the way she's acting is a little... It's realistic, but she's coming across... But I also think that there's something to be said that teenage girls don't know who they are or what they're really doing or... No, that's a good point. That is a very good point. So is that, like, bad acting and they haven't chosen the path for the character or is that purposeful teenager? I... I'm confused because part of me thinks it might be intentional, but if it's intentional, it's coming across really bad. Like theater, like stage theater, bad. Or college theater. I don't know. Everything else is really great about it. I love the character designs. I love that when you see the Injustice Society in flashback, they look menacing. And there's lots of elements that are really well done. Also, the stripe design is really good. It's a little Where's Waldo. No, but that's always been the case. It's the stripe. It looks comic accurate. But it doesn't look like fake CG, like it doesn't, it wouldn't exist. It looks like, okay, this might be a real thing. True, true. It's not CG, too CG for a TV show. I do like the wand. The wand is super cool. The wand is well done. I do enjoy it. I think this is going to be a better show, but we're going to have to wait and see what's going on also with what's going on for with me, the For me, it's a slow build. It is a slow build. But... I but we're it. in early episodes. Yes. The next episode uh, is entitled Icicle, and that should be a little better, especially because of the implications of Icicle, who is such a very pivotal role in the series so far, because that's the person who killed Starman. Is that tonight? That is tonight, or tomorrow, actually. So I have to wait and see. Now, let's get on with the other show we're talking about, which is Snowpiercer. So, Snowpiercer Episode 3, which... I've got to say... That's, it's so good. The series is... Well, you know... Some of it I had to look away for. you become now addicted to it. But this is uh, episode three. Axis is power. Uh, yeah, just because I have to look away doesn't mean I don't like it. Written by Sam Miller. Uh, and this came out on May 31st. So that was yesterday. Or, sorry, two days ago. And this is setting up much more. At this point, we have the repercussions from the last episode occurring. And because of that, our, main, our one of our main characters, Melanie, has to distract the people who are on the train, all the passengers. So what's a better way 
than to organize a huge fist fight. And it sounds like this fist fight is something that's revered, that's really enjoyed, that's like a huge event that gets everybody involved. And the cool thing is you, the third class people are fighting and the winner gets bumped to second class. Which we actually find out more in this episode about what that entails. Because it's not just... It's a difference. There's a big difference and also it's the technology. Because at first we're like, oh, you just have a ticket. No, there's a whole thing going on involving little microchips in your wrist. And that determines what you have and what you can do. Like kind of like in your thumb, the meat of your thumb. No, they had it here. It was here because they have to hold it against the... They sliced right here. Oh. And then here's the pad and then they go beep. So it's, it's in like the meat of your thumb. So it's in the thumb or in the uh, the, the area. The to... webbing between your thumb and, for, and pointer finger. Yeah. But it shows what it does. And that also brings up a question we had last time. How does the currency work? And maybe the currency's on your microchip. Well, they also touched in this episode that it's not really currency. It's all about bartering. You're trading Things. Well, that's a black market. That's a different. Black market's always trading stuff. but Yeah, but they were trading stuff in first class. Stuff traded all the way up to first class. Wait, they were? Yeah. The opening scene? Oh, yes, they were because of... But that's also the person who they're trading with things. But it's still... Like, because money doesn't have much value. What can you do with it? No, it doesn't. So, repercussions from the last episode. On the one hand, we have Melanie dealing with that. And Leighton, on the other hand, he has to kind of, one, he has to establish the fact that he is the train detective and get a little more respect because they're a little upset about what happened at the end of last episode. But everyone's kind of figuring it out and referring to him as the train detective. He's getting more respect now also. um, Respect slash... Till is respecting him 100%. Till respects him. Because she's training her. She's training, which is true. She's learning, and he's taking the time to teach her, show her, so she feels like she's in on it with him. And at the end of the day, everyone just wants to be included. That is true. Also, he's getting a better rapport with Rourke, who uh, Rourke is the lead brake man, and he's kind of like the head detective. He's played by Mike O'Malley. and He's like the head cop. He's like the police chief. Yeah, he's the head chief. And he is a little corrupt, but he's... That's what he does. But you kind of have to be in that role. But he's being nice to him, and he understands. And at one point, they're kind of bonding, and he's like, are we really going to do this? And he's like, yeah, why not? And so he's respecting him, and there is that relationship now. Or there is some kind of relationship. It's developing that he respects him. And Leighton could totally, if he wasn't... So, trusting of the tailies, he could actually make a better life for himself. If he wasn't so loyal to the tailies, you mean? Yes, if he wasn't so loyal to them. And But this episode goes more into what's going on in the long run. Because we found out in the last episode that the guy who got murdered was, one, he was an informant for Mr. Wilford. Mm-hmm. And two, he was investigating the drug market in the train, which we find out a lot more about because this goes more into Cronel just being industrial waste. 
So, so like some of this is we're going to have to talk about after the credits. Oh yeah, a lot of what's going on. However, he's going more into the origins of Kronal and also some of the people who were involved in second class, they have some issues. So they're trying to figure out where the Kronal, like who's the supplier? Where are they getting it from? And Lane's trying to investigate this. He's also trying to figure out more about what's going on. The witness for the first murder, which happened a couple, was it they call it two revolutions ago or two years ago, is waking up from their quote unquote suspended animation, and it's not suspended she's, animation. It's she's sick. She is not doing well. Um, she's falling apart. And so they they told the train detective that she wasn't up yet. She wasn't awake. Also, so he couldn't meet with her. Turns out Melanie's trying to prevent him from doing it for up. reasons. Something's yeah. something is going on here. Now this episode ends with stuff involving the black market, introducing a couple other characters, setting up some set pieces, and more importantly, it's showing that we know we kind of find out a little more about who the killer is. We don't know what their motivations are, but we know something is up. But also, when we first started watching this, that first class passenger that's the lawyer that wants to get in on it, the teenage daughter was a little bit rebellious. She's like, I want to go down to the third train, to third class to get noodles. There's something up with that family. They know too much. How do they know everything? Because they are commenting on the fact that they know what happened in episode two. They know about all the little things that are happening. They know about the uprising that occurred. The fact that one of the members was, uh, of the Tailies was disarmed. And so when they say, um, why are you doing the, the, why are you bringing up the fight? Why are you trying to distract us? Is there a, what do they call it? EL... Extinction of uh, they know it's an extinction level event. They're saying, Why are you trying yeah, to do this? ELE. So, why are you trying to hide it from us? You know, the hospitality says, Hey, help us out. Do it. This is our people need this. They need a distraction they from this. They need a distraction. Help play nice, help out, get excited about the fight. And they're like, Oh, okay. So, the like that's like for me, they're the penthouse. That's like the top of the top of the first class. That woman, her family. That's what it made it feel like. Like everybody watched. She had them. power. She has power, which is good, and, but it's also not good. And at the end, she throws it into Melanie's face really badly. But it's like social power, you know? Like, if Melanie was as, as powerful as she is, could be, I think that if they're out of the line, like, fine, you want to be out of line? Fine. Revoke. Revoke your stuff and go to the tail. No, I don't. I think there that would be too much of an uprising. You can't do that. Give them to the tail. Yeah, you can't. You can't do that to somebody. Why you think the tail would respect them? The people who say straight up, "Want we eject the tail?" She said that's the best. She doesn't care about them. You can't take the the high muckety muck first class passenger. And send them to the tail. That would inspire a revolution that would be... You can't come back from that. No. Second class would revolt. No you, uh, you, you, no, you just make it like... You don't tell anybody that they got sent to the back. People would know. That's like Oprah going missing. Or you say, 
the person who murdered was these people, and our justice system has you determined. Can't, you can't. You can't. What they're gonna have a whole. You're crazy. That's too. That's like the president of the United States going missing. She's not the president, and I think no, that... but it's that's that's like high profile. And then people would be afraid. You can't maintain order. If that happened to that family, then. No, it becomes Gestapo-y at that point, but the way she is, she's more of a threat as she is than if she disappeared. Yeah, okay, you would want to do that to her, but you can't. There's a, there's a way to ghost her that would make it that no one would notice. Just look at the technology they have. Oh, she's fine. She's just locked in her cabin. Or she's in her cabin because she doesn't feel well. And she hasn't been feeling well for the last couple of weeks. Oh, you need to talk to her? But there's some kind of, like, council and stuff like that. Uh, no. You tell the council, oh, the council, oh, she was hoarding food. T- the council would turn on her immediately. There's, you don't think so? No. You don't think You're so far off. I don't think so. I think that the council, that if you find whoever her This is opposite, why you're not Mr. Wilford. No, I'm not Mr. Wilford. But my point is, if you have an opposite, you play the opposite. If there are two people who are in charge... And you know they don't like each other. You go for the one who's more easy to deal with. But if the one who's easy to deal with is a problem, you go to the other one, and the other one will help solve that. Yeah, you sound like a crime syndicate family member. This is coming across as a crime, as as a criminal. Her family is going to get repercussions at this point if they're involved with the situation. They're going to be screwed up anyway, or God forbid, they're in one of the cars that the glass broke into. Oh no. <gasps> Yeah, no. You can't just off them. Well, we have to see what happens because it's getting interesting. But this episode was intriguing and very engaging, I've got to say. Yes. And it's now gone even further, especially with everything going on with Leighton and all the options he had. And so our two main characters, they're at an impasse. And also Melanie is... Do you think that she's... Getting more stressed out at this point, or she's starting to gain a little more control? She's dealing with it better. But she learns things in this one that she didn't know before that are very stressful. That exposing an underbelly she didn't think was there. Or maybe she did know about it. I don't know. We're going to have to wait and see. But So yeah, definitely watch this one still. This episode was a little bit better than the second one, I think. It's continues to grow on me i love this the second episode is very depressing this one is not as depressing this is more crime story the second episode is very depressing with that incident that occurred if you're watching any of these shows let us know what you think email us uh at zan that's xan at spirekin.com or on on twitter we'll actually put a poll every week now what do you think is going to happen next i'm intrigued if when we get a couple of other people on the show to see what they're going to think yeah Especially, like, if we get our friend Teresa on this show. I wonder what her take on this is, if she likes it or not, or who she supports. Or if she thinks somebody from the first class would be chucked to the tail. Well, according to, and this is minor spoilers, not crazy. They shouldn't have a prison. They should put the prisoner in the tail. Treat the tail like they did, like the colonial people did for Australia. True. Maybe. However, if you look at the uh, cast list... One of the characters says they're a first class class member who gets sent to the tail. So you might have a point. <laughs> so we're going to have to wait and see what that is. But 
keep watching it. Uh, again, we don't have a rating system for this so far. I don't know. We sh Should we do rating systems or just leave it alone? I don't know. I'm in it, though. No, I know, but for, for episodes. Interest. I'm just thinking of how to, to rate these because the pilot was amazing. Second episode was really good, but this one was a little bit better just because it sets up so much more. The show continuously is great because it is a, a continuing story. It's not episodic. Uh, Stargirl feels very episodic. Stargirl is very episodic so far. It's going to be very Monster of the Week, I it's think. It's also still... It's early days still yet with Stargirl, and they're still setting up. Like, I don't feel like I'm in the universe yet. And you should be able to because of all... Arrow put you in the universe immediately. Flash put you in the universe immediately. Even Batwoman got you in that universe immediately. This one, it, Stargirl just, I don't know, episode three should be better. Hopefully, right? Hopefully. Hopefully. So with that in mind, guys, thank you for listening. Uh, we'll see you guys next time. Stay tuned for spoilers. Stay tuned for spoilers and check out our other podcasts. We have some cool things coming out, including an episode where we talk about Bond film we have to talk about, which is the introduction of one of my favorite Bonds, Timothy Dalton, who now only plays bad guys, which is kind of weird that weird but we'll talk to you guys in a bit see ya bye we're gonsville catch you next time
warning. So, so now we are at the spoiler section. So if you have not watched these episodes, beware. These are going to be talking about spoilers for both of these shows. So with that in mind, let's get to it. So we're going to start off with Snowpiercer. And I've got to say, Access to Power was crazy because of what they revealed. Now, first off, we have the fact that Chrono was made from this. It's a street variant of the drug used to keep people in stasis. That is some crazy shit. That is super crazy. So where is it coming from? It's coming from the doctor Which, who's in charge of keeping everybody. But we find this out in the first in scene because he's trading things for stuff. He's trading the coronal. He's trading actual passes. He cut something out of somebody's hand, so now there's access. We found that these pills are these little chips are access to to higher classes, which is kind of cool. Doors. Yeah, it opens doors. In the trailer for next episode, we see they're called keys. So mm-hmm. you get keys that are further on. Also, but we find out what he's trading it for, and it's a little weird. Well, not weird. It's actually kind of... He's trading it for things like cocoa butter and and scissors and things to take care of the people who are in stasis. Yeah, he straight up says Mr. Wilson didn't think of everything. No, he didn't. And it's a little bit of a snub. Also, and I think, what's the main girl's name? Melanie. Melanie didn't realize that Chrono came from that. No, that point she didn't realize that was what it was. She thought that, oh, Chrono's new. And it's like... Chrono's a drug that people are making. and It's brand new. And he's like, no, this has been around for a while. And she got shocked by that. Yeah. So Mr. Wilford's going to have to chime in on something like that. And also the fact that her as Mr. Wilford, she is... She wrote a speech for Mr. Wilford. She is the she has like computer recordings of his voice. And one of the other characters said that they shook his hand when they came on board. So he had to be a real person, but at one point, but he either died or he was just a figurehead, or he killed himself. We don't know. Hopefully, we'll find it out soon. But she is not taking it lightly. Also. She got called out on it by one of her subordinates when she was trying to do a pep meeting of, listen, hospitality, we got to get things together. Things are kind of going bad, but with your help, I can make things better. And in quotes, uh, Patton? Um, no, Winston Churchill. She No, quote, Mr. Wilford quoted Winston Churchill. Yeah. And the breaker guy was the one who called out called that out it wasn't her breaker it was the 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 scarred up one yeah called it out so i think he's gonna know something is up and i think that they're starting to know something is wrong like hey where is mr wilford How, why haven't i seen him however when they heard him speak she uh during the fight night we talked about earlier she actually digitized his voice using various speech patterns it's a, well if you have enough words recorded you can do it. Yes, you can. And it'll there's there's technology today that'll piece it together. Even ways you can record your voice. You record so many things saying it, and you can have your own voice for ways. So, which is kind of cool and kind of creepy at the same time. But she makes him have a speech, and when he talks, everybody gets quiet. It's like the Grand Pooba, the Great Wizard of Oz, is speaking, and they're like, "It is basically the Great Wizard of Oz. This is basically." Exactly that. Pay no attention to the man behind the curtain. It's just, it's a woman behind the curtain. That's a very good point. I, I like that you put that analogy to it. And she is going through all this. And I 
pretty sure that someone in the first class knows that she is Mr. Wilford. And they will probably use this to their advantage at some point. Well, the first class... That one family. That one family, that daughter, well, she's is up to no good. Oh, she's totally up to no good because her bot, the family bodyguard is the killer. Yeah. We now or know, at least a killer. We know that he's the killer. He, he ends up killing the doctor. He kills one of the brakemen. And, it's and gonna... he goes to have a chat and then kills the girl. Yes, uh, I think her name's Nicole. Yeah, Nic- uh, Nicole, because she's kind of uh, messed up. Oh, Nikki. Nikki is her name. She's highly addicted to Chronal because she's been under the influence for so long. For two years. Yeah, and she says, it's not like being asleep. It's like, oh, God. But now that you think about it, when you watch the movie, that makes sense as to why, uh, what's his name? The architect who built the doors was in the boxes. The architect who built the doors. Uh, so, oh, yes. Yeah, totally. Because he, if he gets a constant stream of Chronal. Yeah. Can't survive without it at this point. I mean, but then he was using it also for to make an explosive to, to escape the train. Yeah, it turns out he wasn't really on it. His, his daughter, maybe, but... No, they were saving it. Yeah. They no, just they, acted they, they, still, they still were taking it. They still were taking it, but... But it was crazy, because we see that. We see the black market. And we discover that the black market is actually run by the janitors. And the coolest thing is he makes a good point. He's like, look, when the world ended before this... I was a janitor. So when we got on the train, I realized it's just a skyscraper on its side. Mm-hmm. And now it's our entire world. Yeah. And who knows how to run it better. Yeah. Than the janitors. The janitors know everything. So he runs the black market. And he, and he's making a deal with Leighton. He says seventy third class and second class are 70% of the train they could totally take it over mm-hmm. and they make that comment and it's kind of like a, oh yeah 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 and it's like you totally know they could take it over they wouldn't get a, agree with each other but they could yeah just no one knows how to drive the train which is slightly problematic yeah and you probably wouldn't kill the engineers of hospitality even though that one girl totally deserves to die she seems like somebody who that who would be swayed though no, she was... Ruth was... Uh, what is it? Uh, not Ruth. It's... Uh, I forgot the other hospitality girl's name. But she's the one who is totally... Indoctrinated. Til- no, she's Tilda Swinton. Like, oh, the the engine brings life. She's Tilda Swinton's character. Yeah. Before she went completely mad. But she's on her way to doing that. She's totally on her way. But, um excited to see what happens especially when we're finding out more about the world uh the fact that they're bartering things and then the fact that zara kept the leighton's wedding ring she i think she still loves him oh she totally loves him and if he said he was gonna stay she would she'd stay with him oh 100 percent. because they're both out of it i don't think she's hiding anything else from him um i think um the girl that went swimming 
to get the sushi, the sushi chef girl, who's the lesbian and was sleeping with the one girl. Oh, you're talking... Uh, She's second class? Yes. Um, she... Something is up there. Something is up. Because she's, like, feeding information, but then she gives it back to Melanie. Yeah. She didn't want to for reasons, so... I don't know. I, I just don't know. Don't know. Uh, Dr. Klimp... Also, something is wrong with him, but he cares about his patients. But unfortunately, he's dead now. And he was their research scientist. So He was the doctor. Yeah. So, I'm a little concerned. The fact that... Like, this is going to Helena Handbasket fast. Oh, it totally is. And the bodyguard, I don't think he realizes how important people he's killing are. He doesn't care. He doesn't care, and the fact that his his quote-unquote subject doesn't care either it's gonna make things worse yeah there's something definitely up with the family the teenage daughter is up to way no good i don't know if the family's just doing stuff to like cover it up or yeah well the family is her the daughter's name is lj and her name is leah and she is she is a big problem she's a piece of work yeah she is a big piece of work. And I think that she is going to be a problem. I think that family deserves to go back into the, the tale. No, and I was saying that, but it's, it's... But there's no... You can't... There has to be... There has to be a way. Especially if certain things are coming to light. Because if you read the Wikipedia, a couple of things, and a little spoilery, one of them is that it says that there's a new... Uh, uh, there's going to be reoccurring as a character for season two who's a right-hand advisor to an important new leader. So mm. someone's going to make a power play and they're going to get it. And it's going to be probably in first class. I don't think it's going to be one of the lower classes. Because I... it's the 1% that rules. Yeah. Well, we know how the, the movie ended, so. And that's where this totally is going. The one thing which is really traumatic is that at one point in this episode, Melanie is talking to her third, her second in command, third in command, and he says, "Why don't you break off the tail? We'll get more power that way." And she looks horrified, and he's like, "No, no, no! Listen to me. We take all the tailies and we'll put them in third class." And then she's like, "No," because you can't. Because then, what are you going to do? Like, the third class people, you're going to have a bigger problem on your hand. They're not ready for it. The third class people aren't ready for it. The ones who are abusive and angry, they'll totally... They'll take advantage Think of them. Think about it. If you were, like... All of a sudden, they said, Hey, you know all these homeless people? We're going to bring them in and have them live in your building. That's going to be really bad, but... But, do you st like, you can't, you can't do it. You it's going to be... Well, at this point, you have... Um, you're going to have unrest. You have... I think the tie right now is right. 12 people died so far. 12 people in the show have died so far. So all you do is you say to the third class, okay, we're going to bump you up to, to second class if you take these positions, the ones who are alive. Can they? If, they're a, if they have the abilities. and Do they have the room? Their rooms are now empty because they're dead. 
But you take 12 people from there, move them up. And then take the tailies, take 12 of them, move them up. So they're now third-class citizens. They're going to take over their position. No, I know where you're going with it. But there's still too many tailies, not enough Actually, open positions. I think there's only like 30 tailies, maybe. What do you think, 30 or 40? Too many to just push up. I think you, you might be able to. I'm just... We're going to have to wait and see. Oh, we're going to have to definitely wait and see what is going to happen. What are you guys' thoughts? What do you think is happening? Yeah, let us know. Tell us what you think. So now in going to Stargirl, spoilers. So the fact that we... So what do you think about the fact that all the little cameos you had? You had all the future heroes, all the future villains. You had Artemis, the daughter of Sportsmaster, being promoted as, oh, she's going to the Olympics, definitely. Oh, shut up, Dad. This is a one-shot. All these cool things happening with that. Yes. Also, in the comics, Stargirl is not Starman's daughter. He's She's the daughter of Jack from the World Flush Gang. She's convinced that she's... Starman's daughter. Star, and... That that's her dad. She's a hundred percent convinced. So, and Pat is like, no, you're not. No. Pat no knows, possible. and the way that the mom talks about him, that's not going to be Sylvester Pem- uh, Pemberton. I don't think it is. But he looks just like him. Could it be a twin brother? I don't think so. I think that she's tr- she's seeing things because he was wearing his mask, and she's like. I think that's him. I'm not sure. It looks just like him. I don't think so. I don't think. I think that that's not her dad. I don't think that's her dad. I think that she's... She's... You know, if I squint just just this way, he'll look exactly like him. And that's definitely my dad. It's definitely my dad. It has to be my dad. And it's most likely not. I think she's trying to find something where she is. Where it isn't there. And... But I don't know. She's so convinced. It looks so much like him. Her that's the those are the parts when she's doing that which upsets me about her. Where she's pushing me like, yeah, I know it, I'm the best. You know, just no. No. I will say, um, her first her second fight or first fight as Stargirl was well done. Even though the the cosmic wand's gravity powers using that on Brainwave's head. Wow. Was really cool. It was cool. And also seeing Stripe show up and say, and he's like, who are you? Someone looking for justice. Dun, dun, dun. That was cool. But then she screwed it up by not saying, it's my it's my partner. It's my mentor. No, that's, I'm Stargirl and that's my sidekick. Yeah. I was like, really? You're going to do that to him again? She did. She did do that. Now, for the scene that was taken out of the CW episode, I will say seeing the wizard show up was really cool. And that he's a councilman in the town. I kind of didn't expect that. You didn't? No, I didn't expect him to be the councilman, but it's... It makes sense, though. But the fact that the whole Injustice Society is running this town, that I don't... I'm not too happy with. They're trying to make a perfect town. No, it's something else. But I mean, in general, the Justice Society, it's... They're a bunch of villains who steal and kill and like... I think they're trying too hard in this. Because it's like, oh, we're going to make it that's a, a teen a teen drama. And everything's in this one little town in the middle of nowhere. And it's... 
And it's a perfect town. People are smiling, talking to each other as they walk down the street, waving at each other from inside the car. I don't think that's the... Well, I gotta think... We have to think about this, what's going on with this town. I do like how uh, Crusher is, how Sportsmaster is, how he's like... He sees Pat trying to take a cookie. He's like, no. What do you want? You're going to be Pat 2.0. You're going to thank me for this. No cookies. And then he sneaks a cookie anyway. <laughs> I think I think he's a really good cast for a Sportsmaster, I think. And I was surprised we saw Grundy. I didn't think we'd see Grundy again. Well, we didn't really see Grundy. We, see his, we hear him. And we see kind of his eyes for a second. Oh. Because Solomon Grundy. And uh, who's the other one? You have the girl who's going to be Dr. Midnight, who I think her dad is one of the other bad guys. But that was really awkward and painful. Seeing her talking to her parents, that was really awkward. What's her name? Her name is uh, Courtney? Yeah. No, not Courtney. It's uh, Beth. There's so many moments, too, when she was, like, video chatting, where it's like, it's her, it's her, it's her. Yeah, and she's like, it's like, and her mom's like, well, why don't you hang out with your friends? You don't need to talk to me during your break. Mm-hmm. And her dad's like, uh, you can't call me right now, kid. Like, what is, what do you, why do you think she's like that with her parents? Think her parents are never around? I think, no, I think she's an only child. And someone gave her too much Kool-Aid or something. She's just like, my parents are the greatest. Da, 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 da. Crazy kid. Gotcha. The other ones, uh, the other girl, the Yolanda, that girl, she's just a bitch. She just sits there and is like, yeah, don't even talk to me. Mm-hmm. Go away. But as we know from the trailer we saw for season one, they're going to be the new JSA and each one's going to be different. Like one's going to be the new Wildcat. Which is going to be really weird because Wildcat is not a meta, but they're making her a meta. I don't know. She's a weird meta human. And then the the leader of the Injustice... What do you think about the leader of the Injustice Society, Icicle? How he looks? He doesn't look that menacing to me. He just looks like a jerk. Yeah. And then of course you have the gambler who looks like a gambler. There's a big fat guy with his stupid beard who's like, you were supposed to be in charge. I'm not quite on the hook yet for Stargirl. I need a few more episodes to get into it. Yeah, so far I'm not liking it as much as I'm hoping for. I love I love all the little references. I love all that. And personally, I'm kind of waiting to see because... My thing is, it feels very... It feels very CW. Yeah, it feels like Teeny Bopper. This is a, t- a show for teenagers. Yeah. It doesn't feel like how Arrow was, which is gritty and real, or Flash, which is a lot of fun. Yeah. It's like when we watch Crisis on Infinite Earths. And I love shows for teenagers. Those but... were re- those are really well-developed show. And this show has the designs, has that. It's just... It's not getting there yet. She just... It stands out so far from the rest of them. It's weird. It's like we tried something different and... We failed. Like, compare this show to Runaways. Runaways was such a better show. Mm-hmm. Even though we never watched season two of that show, or three. We should watch that eventually. But we're going to see where this next episode goes. But I don't have any more spoilers. Yeah, so 
I think that's it, guys. Catch you guys next time. I'm Greta. I'm Zan. We're Gonsville. Keep watching TV. Keep watching TV.